Welcome to the Daily Devotion with Pastor Terry Reynolds. It's so good to be with you today as we continue along back into the Gospels, Matthew chapter 1. Listen to what Jesus had to say to his disciples. He says, Judge not or condemn not that you be not judged yourself or judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And what measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Is it really what Jesus is saying is, you set the standard by the way that you judge others. Normally, what, what really what we look at, that, that we're far more lenient upon ourselves than we are on others. We look at our own sin as, you know, maybe not that bad. But whoa, look at the sins of others. Do you remember David over in Second Chapter, excuse me, Second Samuel chapter twelve? Well, were you, how infuriated David was with Nathan, it tells us, as Nathan told him about a man who took a, another man's pet lamb. And then he took the lamb and he killed the lamb. And, and David got so upset with it. And then finally, Nathan turned to him and he says, Don't you know, David, that you are the man? So Jesus is saying, Judge not that you be not judged. And then he tells us the measure by which you judge other people is the standard that you yourself will be judged. Verse 3 says, Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do you not consider the plank in your own eye? So he's picking up on just what he was saying. He says, You got a two by four stuck in your eye. Why are you concerned about the other guy? You got a problems enough yourself. Or how could you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye and look at the plank or the two by four is in your own eyes. And then Jesus said, hypocrite, first remove the plank from your own eye. And then you'll be able to see clearly to remove the speck from your own brother's eyes. Otherwise, make sure you take time to examine your own heart and your own actions. And if there's things that God wants to correct in your own life, then allow God to correct you. But make sure that we're not judgmental, where we're so quick to put people down. And then verse 6, it says, Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast the pearls before the swine, lest they trample them underneath the feet and turn and tear you into pieces. He says there's going to be people... You know, as you're just filled with the joy of Jesus, the love of God, the great things that God has done for you. And when people hear your joy, he says it's like they're going to trample them underneath your feet and ridicule you and make fun of you for your faith and your, your walk with Jesus. And then Jesus told his disciples, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it will be opened. What a beautiful promise that we have here. Of course, we need to remember Jesus is teaching who? His disciples, not the general public. He's talking to those who have come to the place, really truly to the place of the cross in their life. They're denying the self-life. They reckon the old man to be dead, crucified with Christ. They, their desire is truly for the kingdom of God. And that's for some personal enrichment. They're looking for a kingdom. Her builder and maker is God. And Jesus says, just simply ask. 
You're part of the kingdom of God, and it will be given unto you. Oh, what man is there, he says, among you, if his son asks for a bread and you would give him a stone? <laughs> what, what an illustration Jesus has given here to us. Or ask for a fish and he will give him a serpent. Of course, no, no dad, no dad in his right mind would do that to his son. He says, if you then, being evil, otherwise uh, unregenerate, it's just a normal, natural response for us. He says, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more? How much more will your heavenly Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? I believe that God just wants the poor, simply to pour his grace upon you this day. To overflow you with his love, his peace, his kindness. All he's looking for us is to ask, to invite him in a situ the situation that we're in. You know, he's not going to overrule our will. If we choose to keep God out of a situation, then he'll allow us to go our path. Until the, we get to the place where we make such a mess of it. And believe me, I've done that enough times where I finally cry out to the Lord, Uncle. But how much easier, how much better would it be if we just simply go before the Lord and ask him from the beginning? Say, dear Lord, I need you this day. Dear Lord, I need your help. I find myself in trouble again. And so here he's telling us just that God not only will hear us, but he'll give those things, those good things, to those who ask. Remember, God is good. How long is he good? He's good all the time. And he's concerned about our welfare. And he wants to extend his goodness to you. Never think of God as wanting to thump you or, <laughs> or you know, send you to the principal for doing things wrong. No, in fact, he made a way when we do do things wrong. He sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross, to rise from the dead, where it speaks about Jesus, where he's ever making intercession for us. God is good that he's made a way for us because God knows our weaknesses, that at times we do blow it. We say things that we shouldn't say. We get anger. We get upset over the silliest thing. And Jesus goes to the Father, ever make an intercession for us. He says, hey, lay that up on my, uh, my account. I know Terry didn't mean it. He, he, he said what he said, and he goofed up, and he's sorry for it. He, he just up there making make an intercession for us. Jesus Christ is our advocate. He's our defense, and I'm so glad that Jesus is here with us even to this, this day. He goes on in verse 12. He says, therefore, Whatever you want men to do, do to also to them, for this is the law of the prophet. Let me read it to you. He says, therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Jesus gave this statement that has become known, you know, around the Christian circle and the, and really just about everybody is known as the golden rule. Well, of course, Buddha and others stated it in a different ways, but Jesus was the first to state it positively. He put it simply, this is the ethic of Jesus. This is really what it, at the core of him 
He, he says, this is what the law was all about. Jesus treat people in a way that you would want to be treated. That's what he's saying. He says, just go treat people. Go treat people the way that you would want them to treat you. How do you want people to treat you? Don't you want them to be kind to you? Understanding? Forgiving? Yes. And that's the way we should be. You know, where it tells us in the scriptures is that be kind one to another. I might have mentioned this before in these podcasts, but that's one of those verses I'll be working on the rest of my life. You might try it on. Try some kindness. I went into a store this day, and and I was supposed to be picking up my dog from the vet uh, at a certain time, and I get to the counter, and the, the gal was a little snippety, if you know what I mean. And she wasn't, you know, she was busy doing her work, and seemed like didn't really want to be bothered with me at that time and just told me to go sit down on a bench and I said well wait a second I'm thinking they called me to be make sure I'm here at 3 30 so I can meet with the doctor why are they having me sit down and all of a sudden the Lord simply spoke to Mara and says be kind and so I went back up to the counter because she asked me to come back up and I tried that kindness and you know something that turned around the whole time I interaction not only I had with her but with the doctor and I left that place singing just here at a little vet a little place where I took my dog we could experience the joy of God in every place that we go in every situation that we go God wants us to apply these things to our lives yes it's known as the golden rule but do we do that? Are we looking to reach out to people in love and kindness and forgiveness and understanding? If not, I think we need to pray and ask God to, to change our heart and to work on our heart that we might respond in love the way he loves us. And so until next time, this is Pastor Terry. May God richly bless you. Thank you for taking part in today's program. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Again, that's terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Or you can write us at Agape Chapel, P.O. Box 4023, Huntington Beach, California, 92647. May God richly bless you.